0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Kath. Tobes. It's time for our last surprise. And how
1: would you describe this surprise?
0: Um, do you remember when people used to give, like, DVD sets when people watched DVDs?
1: Oh, yeah, and then Blu-rays.
0: Exactly. This is like if you gave someone the complete box set of their favorite show— because you know them that well.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I'll go with that. (laughs) Uh, So today, we're going to start off with an important revisit of a fan favorite episode, the one in which I watched The L Word for the very first time and made you, Tobin, listen to me talk about it.
0: Yeah. The only thing I really remember is that you're a fan of a character named Jenny, and that pisses people off.
1: Yes. I am a Jenny fan, I stand by it, and you never fail to tell everyone about it, do you?
0: I like to rile people up. Um, By the way, her favorite Buffy character (laughs) is Faith. Her favorite Buffy character is Faith. Oh my God, you cannot let that one go. Anyway, enjoy the episode and stay tuned because at the end, Kathy takes care of some unfinished business in her never-ending quest to cover all things L-Word.
1: This episode of Nancy contains spoilers.
0: Okay, but also, the show we're going to talk about has been off the air forever. It's available everywhere. Come on, people. Get on board.
2: From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy. With your hosts, Tobin Lowe and Kathy Tooth.
1: Tobin. Yes, Kathy. I've told you before about how I sometimes feel like I'm bad at being a queer lady.
0: Yes. Yes, you have talked about this.
1: So, like, when I came out in college, I, for some reason, did not do a deep dive into lesbian media. Like, I didn't listen to Ani DeFranco. but she's a classic. I didn't listen to Melissa Etheridge. And I only very recently watched... But I'm a cheerleader. Also, a classic. Yeah, I know, I know. So now I just kind of feel like I'm always behind the lesbian learning curve. For example, and I hear about this all the time, I've never seen the L word.
2: Girls in tight dresses who drag with mustaches. I am shocked. I'm appalled. I'm outraged.
1: And you call yourself a lesbian? This is my friend Cassie, who I met at A Camp.
0: For the past couple weeks, every sentence starts with, my friend from A Camp, this one friend from A Camp.
1: But, Dovin, it was
2: so much fun, an adult camp for queer women. Anyway,
0: Cassie had some feelings about the L word.
2: You mention the L word, you drop a casual bet or a Tina into a sentence, and you've got hours and hours worth of chat. You need to just be part of that community and hate it. You need to love it and hate it. (laughs)
3: Kissing, thinking,
0: dreaming. But isn't The L word like an old show?
1: Um, kind of. It premiered in 2004 and aired for six seasons on Showtime.
0: Okay, so like old-ish.
1: Old-ish, yeah. So I posted on Twitter that I was considering watching the show, and instantly I heard from all these people. They were like, we'll be following along while you slowly descend into madness and self-loathing. And I'm sorry for what's about to happen to you. And on and on and on. And I was like, How much can you talk about the L word?
4: How long can people talk about the L word? I don't know. How much air is there to breathe and expel out of my lungs while making noise? This is Cameron Esposito.
1: She's a comedian and producer and actor and a huge L word fan. She told me that even though this show is basically a soap opera and not even a great soap opera,
4: it's the only show we've got. So when this show came out... It was the first time that there could be multiple lesbians <laughs> in any scenario. So like even the idea that one could be an Alice versus a bet versus a Tina, that is bonkers. Like in any moment where there's a collection of, of lesbians, okay? That's just a breathtaking moment. It just hasn't happened very much.
1: Okay, so I hear Cassie, I hear Cameron. I am ready to feel what Twitter feels about this show. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all of The L Word, all six seasons, all 63 hours.
0: Godspeed, Kathy. Godspeed.
1: So at the beginning of season one, you meet this group of beautiful lesbian friends living in L.A., You've got Alice, who is the token bisexual. Some of us
2: have it worse, Dana, you know. Some of us are dating lesbian men. Beth, the power lesbian. Why is it so important for you to believe that everyone is sleeping with everyone else? Her partner, Tina. So gay. Dana, the awkward but closeted athletic lesbian. Slander against cats, write that down. And Shane, the lesbian heartbreaker. Damn it. I hate being in the shit house. And then you've got Jenny, who is my personal favorite. I think she's psychotic.
5: What do I?
1: People have described it as sex in the city if Carrie and Samantha slept together and then cheated on each other and then slept with either Miranda or whoever the last one is. And my first impression of the show, there is so
3: much sex. When I got the show, I thought L stood for love. I didn't know what L meant. (laughs) And and my first day of filming, the AD was like, okay, Sarah, this is Kate, Kate, this is Sarah. And in this scene, Kate's going to be going down on you. And I was like, holy shit. Like, what? (laughs) What did I sign up for? This is Sarah Shahi.
1: She played Carmen, who arrived in season two. By then, there had already been so much sex on this show, the writers had to get creative.
3: Mia and I had the scene where we're supposed to be, like, making out on a toilet. Oh. Post showering and either she pees on me or I piss on her and like and our piss is such it's so powerful it's such like a hard streamlined piss that it's supposed to give the other one like an orgasm it's supposed to like hit our clits and give us an orgasm oh that's what was supposed to happen yeah that's what that was exactly yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh those were good times the good old years
1: and part of what made it good was that the actors felt like they had input.
3: We would rewrite our scenes if we felt like they should go in another direction. We were we were changing up the lines. We would say, no, I'm not going to say that. Let's say this instead. Like, if we felt uncomfortable about a certain love scene, I got very spoiled on that show, and I thought every show was going to be like that. Sure enough, the next show I got was the opposite of that. You were not allowed to go outside the box, and it's kind of it's been like that on a couple projects since. Um, so like I said, you know, the award was truly special.
1: And the sexiest person on the show was Shane. Beautiful, hypnotic Shane. I mean I didn't really feel this way, but basically everyone else did. I
6: like a girl with ambition. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay. She wants.
1: Cameron is a big fan of Shane.
4: That character was Like on the prowl and has realistic looking sex with like actual choreography that one would do because the alternative is uh, what I call skydiving, which is when like two women are on screen and their hands are totally in the air, but they're still having sex with each other. But what Shane is doing is like real moves (laughs) and um, just the idea that there could be like an aggressor and that that could be wanted.
1: Season two also begins the coupledom of my two favorite characters, Alice Piazeki and Dana Fairbanks. They're best friends and lovers, and they just have so much fun together.
5: Oh, God, is that a periscope in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Mm. Oh, oh, captain, my captain!
1: Guys, it's time for dinner. What? But at the start of season three, Dana and Alice are no longer together. Dana gets back with her ex, which is just so uncalled for. And Alice starts obsessing over Dana and kind of, like, stalks her a little bit, which I can kind of understand.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you guys would be obsessing, too. Because our sex <laughs> was mind-blowingly, un-fuckingly unbelievable. <laughs> and it just kind of, you know, it makes you realize that this person could be... The one great true love of your life. And just
1: when you can't believe things can get any worse. Ductal carcinoma.
6: Are you you sure?
1: Dana is diagnosed with breast cancer. So she pushes her girlfriend away and Alice steps up to take care of her.
0: Okay, so you're, like, really into this show at this point.
1: Tobin, I know people say this show is bad, but, like, I am so in it right now I don't care how bad it is I love Alice and Dana so much I can't believe this is happening Dana can't die
0: well so does she
1: you'll find out after the
0: break oh damn it
1: (laughs) what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say the l word
0: love (laughs)
4: log
0: (laughs) have <laughs> you ever watched the show The L Word?
4: It felt very like Hollywood and very like soap opera, but not bad, but it wasn't bad.
0: Lesbian. Very good, you no, passed. We
7: <laughs> Nancy will be back in a minute.
3: Perfect. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently,
0: And we're back. Where are we?
1: We're at the part where the writers of The L Word decide to stab me in the heart. (laughs) Because Dana is dead.
7: I'm still here. (laughs) I'll always be in your heart, Kathy.
1: (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'm Aaron Daniels. I played Dana on The L Word. So were you heartbroken when Eileen Shakin, who created the show, decided to kill off your character? I mean, I just watched this, and this is like fresh wounds right now.
7: You know, yeah, of course. I was devastated, I mean, for a number of reasons. I was sad for Dana, of course, and but I was also, frankly, really sad for myself for a number of reasons. I'd grown really attached to the character, but I'd also grown really attached to the cast, and... I didn't understand why, but this was a story that Eileen wanted to tell, and she chose to. She has said to me many times since, you know, if I have one regret, it's probably killing Dana. And I was like, I might agree. I might second that. Did that make you feel better? You know, a little better. (laughs) I can't lie. I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, thanks. You know, but I guess because there were so many questions, like, why would you do that? Why would you kill off this character? Erin must be a, such a bitch. She must be a diva. Or what did she ask for? What did she,
1: and it's like, no, it had nothing to do with that. If Dana never died, what do you think she would be doing now?
7: I think that she would use her celebrity and she would be— A spokesperson for breast cancer awareness. I think she probably would have been just as much of a disaster in her personal life. Um, (laughs) I do think she and Alice would have ended up together, though.
1: Oh, that's what I wanted to
7: hear. (laughs) I do. I really, really do. Because ultimately, isn't that what you want out of a partner as a best friend?
1: Season 4. This is when Jenny Schechter starts to go off the rails, and she becomes the most divisive character on the show. So Jenny is a writer, and one of her short stories is picked up by a magazine. It's called Les Girls. But get this, Les Girls is actually a shameless expose of all of her friends, with the names barely changed. So Jenny is basically the show's hero and villain in one.
4: She's like the piper of this show. This is Cameron again. She's the... Trojan horse that gets us into this community, the stuff that she had to carry, the stuff that that, that, that character had to carry, mm-hmm. it gets, like, surreal. My point, My point is, Jenny was given a lot to carry. Okay. Like, it was too much. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think I'm team Jenny. At this
1: point in the series, I am not team Jenny either. Well, let me tell you why. Jenny's story that I was talking about earlier becomes a book and then gets a bad review by a critic named Stacey Merkin. Fuck
5: you, Stacey Merkin! Fuck you!
1: And to get revenge, Jenny tries to get close to Stacey's girlfriend, who is a veterinarian. So Jenny adopts a dog from the shelter and brings the dog to the vet so that she would put the dog down. This is the right thing to do.
2: Are you sure? Are you sure he has to die? It's her time to go.
1: Poor Sounder. But to be fair, Sounder was a very old dog.
2: It's very easy to um, dislike Jenny because, of course, her actions are often reprehensible, especially... Is there a dog where you're at?
1: Yes. The dog just went down. Right. Okay, this is Jenny herself, the actor Mia Kirshner.
2: I mean, for me, I am like a passionate animal lover, and that was just very like, you know, I'm obsessed with my dog. And for me, this was something very difficult to do. But I think ultimately, as a not to bring this down, but she's mentally ill. and that's that's a very real, very serious thing.
1: By season five, the show has become sort of a parody of itself. The plot twists are even more ridiculous. Everyone is cheating on each other, and there are problems showing through the cracks. Like, in five seasons, the spectrum of lesbians is still very narrow. And in terms of racial diversity...
4: Where is this version of West Hollywood where there
1: are so many white people? (laughs) Once again, Cameron Esposito. And she says that's not all.
4: Pretty much every character on The L Word responded to a certain character with a degree of butch phobia and transphobia.
1: Cameron's talking about Max, who's sort of the token trans character. The other characters alienate him, he's constantly being misgendered, and he gets terrible storylines. It's just really, really disappointing. And finally, at the end of season six, someone kills Jenny. Jenny. And the whole show transforms into this ridiculous lesbian murder mystery. And everyone is a suspect. I'll just say it. It's not a very satisfying ending.
4: You know, I said to you when we were, like, chatting about this, I said to you, like, it's a soap. So you just have to watch it as a soap. And the reason I said that is because, like, it was the first and because it was so important. And, you know, there was a lot, I think, of pressure for it to be, like, reality-based. But... It's a soap opera. It's not like historical (laughs) nonfiction.
1: (laughs) And the show really did matter to a lot of people. Even though it had super dramatic storylines and ludicrous situations, the show also had a lot of heart. You can connect to the characters. Like for my friend Cassie from A-Camp, it was Jenny. Way back on the first season of the show, Jenny was struggling with her feelings for a woman. And Cassie really related to that. So I asked her to call into my interview with Mia
2: Kirshner. I actually really love Jenny as a character. You are one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's okay. I'm aware. It I, doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I think it's funny. No, I'm proudly team Jenny. Thank you. Season one Jenny mirrored my coming out experiences and, wow. and made me feel less isolated, wow. almost down to a, a T. Oh, that's incredible. It really was, it was confronting to watch as a 16, 17-year-old, you know, to see that mirrored there. And I think that's one of the the best things to have come of the show, that it's telling these real stories that Mm -hmm. are connecting people. I think that was, to me, the best part of the show was the discussion about things that when the show started, you know, of course there were communities that were out, but it was the first show of its kind to show relationships among women, and that's so important. I mean, that's that's what art is supposed mm-hmm. to be. It's supposed to make you feel less alone.
1: The show wrapped in 2009 after six seasons of love, loss, cheating, all the sex, and a dead dog. The diehard fans were sad to see it go, but I think they also accepted that it was probably for the best. Since then, queer women on TV shows have mainly been in supporting roles. The best friend or the comic relief— If people thought the L-Word was the beginning of a new era of queer TV, they were wrong. But, Showtime just announced that it is bringing the L-Word back. It's rebooting the series. So I had to ask Mia, would you want to take part in some sort of flashback Jenny situation?
2: Well, I don't even know if she's dead. What? I don't know if she's dead. I mean, is she dead? Look at what the character is capable of doing. You, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not being provocative. I don't know if she's dead. <laughs> I don't even think you've scratched the surface about what happened. Wow.
0: So, Kath, you've completed your mission. You've watched all of the show. Are you a better queer woman now? How do you feel? I think we can all agree
1: that the L word was important when it was on. What surprised me was how important it is now. I mean, if you think about it, the L word eventually inspired the creation of the Autostraddle website, which then created a camp, which then brought Cassie and me together as friends.
0: So it's like the lesbian circle of life. (laughs) I don't
1: think that's how the song goes, but sure. And with all the good that the show has done, can it really be bad? Well. Also, I am Team Jenny. I've decided.
0: I could have guessed that. Of course, you are.
1: All right, so that was my experience watching the original L Word.
0: Oh, my God. Kath, what a delightful romp.
1: It was fun, wasn't it? hmm But you know what? Even though I watched the whole series and got to talk to all these people from the show, yeah, I felt like I didn't truly cover all of my bases.
0: What does that mean? Like you left something out?
1: Yeah, because I didn't get the chance to interview two of my favorite people from the original cast. The first is Leisha Haley, who played the quirky, lovable Alice. And now you know, she had to watch her ex-girlfriend and best friend, Dana, die from cancer. And it was tragic.
0: Oh, right. That, yes, that storyline broke your heart.
1: It really did. Uh, and also, I didn't get to talk to Kate Minig, who played the legendary Shane, the woman who set the lesbian world ablaze as the one people both wanted to be and the person they also wanted to be with.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So that is a bummer. You didn't get to talk to Alicia and Kate.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Tobin? What? I thought this was going to be a rumor forever, but it turns out Showtime decided to revive the L word.
0: Right. I may be familiar that this happened because queer Twitter literally exploded.
1: It really did.
0: Mm -hmm. It did. Yeah.
1: (laughs) People were very excited. They were excited about a new generation of queer people, Uh, you know, doing queer things together on the queer show.
0: Right. Well, okay, so what is the deal with the new L Word?
1: Okay, so it's called the L Word, colon, Generation Q, Q for queer because they're getting more inclusive now.
0: Okay, we like that. That's good. We like inclusive.
1: Always. And so in addition to a few of the original cast members coming back to reprise their roles, including Leisha and Kate, they've also added four new characters to love, and most of them are queer people of color. And also, from what I can see, there's much better treatment of trans characters. I mean, who knows? Like, who knows how the rest of the season will turn out? But from what I've seen so far, I'm going to say I'm optimistic about it.
0: Okay. Optimism is good. Please, more optimism. Put optimism (laughs) in a sandwich so I can eat it and get it into my bones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so all that is good news. But the especially good news Mm -hmm. is that... All of this renewed L-word excitement provided the perfect excuse to talk to two of the OGs who have returned, Leisha and Kate.
5: Here's Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Kathy. Hi. (laughs) Oh my god,
1: I'm so nervous right now. I was pacing earlier. Um, Really? Because it's you
5: two. It's we're not (laughs) scary though. Yeah, we're very very (laughs) harmless.
0: Wow, 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 super professional. <laughs> Just, like, start the interview being like, I love you, I'm super nervous.
1: All right. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Because I was able to get this little tidbit that maybe the super fans know about, but I did not. And that is, the original L word almost looked profoundly
5: different.
6: We met uh, when we both were auditioning for Shane.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. What?
6: <laughs> and, that's yes. the ma- and that's where the magic started.
5: We not just auditioning testing. We were the oh, yeah. last the last two up for the part. And, and I
6: was told and I I was flown in from New York to test for this and Leisha lived here already and I was told before you go out to LA just so you know they're reading one more girl we don't know who she is. Um you might know her when you see her. And I was like, "All right. All right." And lo and behold there she was. <laughs> We get, I get to Except Vancouver. my comb,
5: my comb threatened you. Yeah, Lisha
6: brought a prop, and I was, I was very really upset.
5: proud of this idea. And I think it might have been what got me all the way to the, the network. It's uh-huh. That I was going to have Shane carry a comb in her back pocket, oh. like the Fonz did. And so whoever needed a haircut, wherever they, it's always, always ready to go, whip out my comb, be like, I got it. Like, <laughs> fine, uh, Lisha. What was your What was your Shane like? I mean, look, I can't do anything with my voice, so she would <laughs> <laughs> definitely. No, I liked your Not take on it. Sounded it was, the same. No, your I just your take I was can cute. like you know I can butch out a little like you know people I can, in my I, real do life. Do you remember know what you were
6: wearing? Because I remember what you were wearing. No, you were wearing. I remember because I was thought, oh, this girl's like she's got like. Granted, okay. let's bear in mind this is two thousand and three, so right. maybe the fashion we wouldn't agree now. But at the time, I was like, oh, this girl, she's got it going on. And what was it? You had a pair of. Um, Old Levi's with patches all over them. Right. And, I know you know, being means. in from New York, I didn't, I, I never saw that. And I thought, those are sick. I like those. And then you had a red. Oh, right, and they
5: had a tiger embroidered on yes, it. Yes. Yeah, you know. wow. And then you
6: had a red corduroy jacket and mm. you had, you know, some version know of like, a cowboy boot. And I thought, oh, okay. She's styling. So. Right.
1: So Alice in patchy jeans and cowboy boots and a comb looked at
5: Shane.
6: I had on a pair of. Henry Duarte jeans, that's, I'm going to date myself oh, yeah, with this. Oh, yeah, I
5: remember those. With
6: motorcycle boots and, like, a, I think, like, a like a tank top or something. And then I had, like, a denim jacket I always used to wear.
5: And then when Kate walked in, I was like, well, I'm never going to get this fucking part. <laughs> like, yeah, but my Shane was, itch, you know, me with, like, maybe a little more, like, swag in my in my walk.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> do you think? I
5: think it would be cute. <laughs>
6: I think we should do it like an episode where there's an alternate universe where we're each playing one another's roles. I think that would be fun. Oh my
5: God. I want to watch that. Me
6: too.
1: So obviously Kate got the part of Shane, but the producers love Leisha so much that they wrote the role of Alice just for her. And I think one of my favorite things about the L word is just how much the cast became such good friends with each other. Like even now you can see them hanging out together on their Instagram. Did you feel like the rest of the cast, like, rounded out your friend group for the filming of the original show?
6: I'll never forget this because it was so palpable, but when we were all, we went to Vancouver to shoot the pilots where we shot the series, we were all staying in this hotel. We had not met, everyone had not met each other yet, and Mm. I remember the first night there, the producers were taking us all out to dinner, and we were all going to meet in the lobby. And I remember from, like, the moment of hello, it was just, it was on, and the synergy was palpable, and it was lightning in a bottle.
5: We clicked like
6: instantly. instantly. Like, and all we're all us. very different from one another, but mm-hmm. we all just filled this puzzle beautifully. Mm-hmm. And when Leisha and I would have scenes together, um, and if they were supposed to be serious,
2: mm-hmm. well,
6: that was going to be deadly because we couldn't get a serious scene um, done between us to save our <laughs> lives because it would <laughs> Nothing. be... Nothing. We, we just had one laughter.
5: the other day where... <laughs> oh,
6: God. <laughs>
5: That's right. <laughs> where Shane gets a phone call and she's like, Hello? What? And Leisha and and Alice? And my line was, Who is it? And then we were dying laughing because I'm like, Whoever gets a phone call and then someone goes, Who is it? It never happens. Nosy Nancy
6: just really had to know who it was. Every time I
5: had to be like, Who is it? Like, Kate had to like pick the phone up and turn away from me just to. Not see me ask her who, because we couldn't get but through the, it. But the problem also who was that it? you kept coming. <laughs> I'm dying
1: laughing. No.
6: And the problem is you kept coming in sooner and sooner with that line, which sounded more and more it's absurd. Like,
5: ring, ring, and you, ring. and it, was, it was a serious foundation. Okay, let's you do it. Getting. Let's reenact it. Ready?
6: Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hello.
5: Who is it? Wait, I like it. <laughs> that was again. terrible. I know, because I'm, I'm not on set. Okay, right ready? Now. We're
6: going to reenact the scene. Just okay. Take two. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Ring. Hello.
5: Who is it? <laughs> Wait, do it again. Right. Hello? Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> it was that bad? Um, <laughs> we thought we were like, who does this? Yeah, uh, the
6: codependent <laughs> friendship.
5: That's after like 17 hours on set. Yeah.
1: God. Well, speaking of Generation Q, it's been 10 years since the show ended. Uh, where are Alice and Shane? now. It was hard with Shane
6: to figure out where she would be because she's that character that could truly be anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of what's an interesting take that wouldn't be obvious. But she's getting back into town from If She's been out of LA and she's finally coming back into town. okay, And this seemed like an unobvious choice. And Mm -hmm. and I think it's, and although some may find it a bit outlandish, I think at least it gives her a fresh start instead of starting from the same place she began years ago, mm-hmm. and then there's room to figure out what happens as the series goes on right? for many, many years.
5: For for me, coming back, when we met all the potential showrunners or whatever, uh, I wanted to definitely have a talk show. I was like, Alice would have mm. her own show at this point. Um, and then we came up with this story that she had a podcast called The Chart. And that was um, what the network ended up buying to do a TV version of. Mm. So that's what happened in my 10 years. And Jennifer wanted Bette to be running for office.
1: Something that a lot of people want to know about is whether or not other characters from the original show will make appearances.
6: Whether they were or weren't, you think we'd ever give that away?
0: (laughs) (laughs) How much trouble we'd get into? Wow. Look at you with a hard-hitting journalism. You really tried.
1: I really tried to get any details, and they were not having it.
0: Okay, but what about Dana? Isn't she your favorite, did you ask?
1: Erin Daniels as Dana was my favorite part of the L word. But sadly, she is deceased. I mean, Dana's deceased. Erin Daniels is fine. She's living her best life. And might we see Dana possibly in the new L word? Possibly, maybe, as a
5: flashback?
6: We would love to see Erin Daniels in that flashback. Yes. <laughs> Nothing would make us happier than Nothing. to spend another day or period of time at work with Miss Erin yeah. Daniels.
5: Nothing would make us happier. She
6: she fills out our trifecta.
5: I think we would write a very different version of a lot of things, mm-hmm. hmm. and we would mm-hmm. probably go along the lines of ignoring the final season having oh, yeah. jenny alive dana would haunt us you yeah. know we would do all those fun things because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the show we would make That's a supernatural show yeah i love exactly. it, I love it. <laughs> sure <laughs> it's like scooby-doo but with six feet,
6: with, with, with six feet <laughs> yeah under.
1: thank you so much for taking the time to chat thank you uh, this was so much fun and you made a dream come true thanks um, for giving thanks us Thanks for having us
5: and
6: that was yeah really thanks fun. for talking to us thanks for taking the time
0: So, okay, if I were to make a huge leap in logic, maybe read between the lines too much. Okay. To me, you basically got them to say that Dana is coming back. I mean, basically.
1: Yeah, right? That's how you read it, too. Dana's Mm -hmm. coming back. I cannot wait to see Aaron Daniels.
0: Oh, my God. Cannot wait to see her. Cannot wait to hear from Showtime's lawyers who are suing us for starting this rumor.
1: (laughs) You can't be sued for a rumor, can you? Like, I don't think that's a thing.
0: We're about to find out. (laughs) But you know
1: what? That's how we get Dana back, maybe.
0: Yeah, start the hashtag now. Bring Dana back.
1: All right, folks. That is it for our surprises. But fear not. We promise we'll be back in your ears soon. So watch this space. that's our show we're on all the social media places search for Nancy Podcasts, and you'll find us there for sure credits our producer
0: Matt Collette sound design Jeremy Bloom intern Caleb Cotting
1: editor Jenny Lawton executive producer
0: Paula Schumann I'm Kathy Too. I'm Tobin Lowe
1: and Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios
2: Do you have any particular thoughts on the theme song?
3: That song was not my favorite, damn it. <laughs> damn it, I did not like that song. Oh, I fast forwarded through it the entire time. <laughs> All right. Let's like <laughs> let's do better.